center, Barkov looking to get a step on Mete. Barkov to the net. Barkov between the legs. Unbelievable. Did you just do that, Alexander Barkov? The Panthers are back on top. Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How are you doing this week, Noah? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Uh, you know, lots going on. Football's back this week. Excited. year they go undefeated and just cruise ball title so looking forward to that and for sure um you are a new york giants fan yep so how, how you feeling with their chances this year you know just living the life um hopefully we can finish above 500 that's all i'm asking for a winning season above 500 well that's that's a big ask but we'll see if i know it's a it huge off. ask and we, we yes. faced Jared Chase, uh Pittsburgh Steelers in the first game on Monday night primetime. Jared Chase, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we got our uh, our fantasy football league up and running again this year. I feel very, very good about my team's chances. Probably like the Seahawks undefeated. Um, so should be fun. Looking forward to that. And uh, hockey, obviously, still going on. Conference finals, we have Dallas up 2-1 to one on Vegas at the time of this recording. They play again tonight. What have your thoughts been on this series so far? I, like, just don't really understand how Vegas is having so much trouble scoring. It's, it's, it's a bit perplexing. It's honestly baffling me. Um, It's... I mean, could I? I don't even think it's Kadobin. I think they're just not not getting lucky, and they're not being able to, you know, convert their chances. Yeah, like, I don't think like Kadobin has been very, very good. Like, don't get me wrong; he's been very good for Dallas. You know, coming into this situation, uh, never having been the guy before, he's played very well for them. But right at the same time, I mean. Vegas has been probably the better team in every game. Maybe first game aside. Yeah. And so for them to not have a lead in the series is uh you know, it's a bit it's a bit difficult. I At think, the same time uh, Yeah, I think I think Flurry's gonna go back in that next game. I, I did like I did like that they went to Flurry in game one. I thought that was um, honestly, I thought it was a good decision, like to get Robin Wenner some rest, and Flurry played very well. You know, he, just didn't he get gave any... up that one poor goal. But if if Vegas can manage to score in that game, it's completely different. I, completely different game. You know, he gives up one goal in the first period, and that's the difference. That's the difference, and I that shouldn't be the difference. And so, and just given 
Robin Leonard, I thought that was not a great goal to give up to Radulov in overtime. I think that he could have covered his angle a little better. But I sometimes you just need to switch things up. It'll be interesting to see how they uh yeah, how they come back from, from last game. We'll see that tonight. And obviously you have to give Dallas credit too for, for the way they've played. Yeah. We keep like we've you know, we counted them out of the you know, Colorado series. We thought that one you know, Colorado, that was gonna be a lock. Uh we thought Vegas in this series, uh they would have no problem with them and they've proven time and time again that they just don't go away like they're so resilient and have been really all playoffs yeah definitely and uh, you know i'm i'm trying to think who, who i thought i thought calgary was going to be dallas in the first round like i didn't even think they were getting past the first round let alone getting getting through to the conference final and the int- i think that's yeah. why that i, I kind of want I kind of am favoring Vegas because I don't want to look that stupid. The interesting part about it too, is that for the majority of the playoffs too, it hasn't been Dallas's, you know, big guns up front that have gotten it done. Like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan have not done much for that team and guys around them just stepped up. And last game we did see, Ben and Sagan and Radulov clicking and finding some success. But for the majority of these games, it, it has been the depth guys, you know, Rope Hintz, Denis Gurianov, somehow UL Kivaranta, uh, just stepping up. Um, and Yeah, Ben managed to score a goal last game, um, which I think was another poor goal from Leonard, five hole like that. But it's, it's been surprising. And obviously, obviously, Dallas's defense is being stellar. Just in terms of you know Miro Heiskanen and John Klingberg, just dominating. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to that Ben goal, like, I don't, I actually don't think that was a bad goal by Robin Leonard because the way what Ben changes the angle of his blade at the last second to go five hole when it's open like that, like a goalie's thinking he's going high all day. So I think that's just a really like sneaky good move by Ben. Um, yeah, I mean to do that. Like uh, obviously, anytime going five, like it looks bad, but how quickly he's able to change that angle. I don't know if there's any goalies in the league that would have done anything different there or thought he was going five hole. Right, and I don't know. I think it it had to do with the fact that his stick was so far away from his five hole. The, that's that movement is the one that kind of perplexes me kind of makes me think i that that was a bad goal that but you want to know what i i robin leonard gave up what two three goals in that game you can't blame it on him at the same time it's 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 hard to find reasons to blame when you're creating so many chances your goaltending hasn't been an issue your defense has been really solid Shea Theodore has been unbelievable in these playoffs. Uh, Unreal. For, for Vegas. Unreal. Yeah, like him in, in this series, like the matchup between like him and Miro Heiskanen is like the two young defensemen in this series. Yeah. Has just been awesome to watch. I mean, these guys are just 
on another level, the things they do, and they go about it very differently, but they're both so effective uh, playing those top minutes uh, for both those teams. 100%, I agree with that. So just an excellent, excellent series. You still have Vegas going forward in this one? or you Yeah, I, I, I still want Vegas to win in seven games. Um, that being said, it's going to be hard to beat Tampa. Yeah. Tampa's uh, – unless unless Stamkos returns, in which case the opposing team will win. Um, but Tampa's looking really good. Kind of got unlucky there last night. Um, it was a really good game, I thought. Really solid game in that series. Yeah. Um, I mean, game, game one, Tampa just blew them out of the water. <laughs> game two – could have gone either way. Really, just really poor of the Islanders to give up that late goal. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed. I was re- really looking forward to OT hockey in that game, and it, it ended like that. Like that is about as big a defensive collapse as you could you could have. Yeah. Like they, I don't even know what that was. Like that is that is not Barry Trotz hockey right there. It is not. Um, uh, and But, you know, they get the win last night, which was crucial. You cannot go down 3 nothing to Tampa Bay. They needed that game three. And, I mean, thank God they got it. And Tampa Bay dealing with the injuries, too. I mean, they're missing their top two centers right now with Stamkos and Point Out. Mm-hmm. That's a huge loss for that team. And they still hung around, battled back, and were in that game, you know, right up until... Yeah, and I know Cedric Paquette, Cedric Paquette got injured last night, too. Um, I can't remember if he came back or not, but I know for a fact he went to the dressing room after his, uh, what they called roughing, which was actually just a full-blown fist fight um, with Anders Lee. Yeah, I guess somehow that was just roughing. I was... I the guy, <laughs> I was listening to the TV broadcast and guys, they couldn't believe it. They, NBC, um, I mean, it was a full. Both gloves are off. They were throwing punches. Yeah, that's very clearly five minutes, but I guess not. Exactly. What did you think of the Kalorn play and suspension? In I, two of he got he got one game. Um, I fully agree with that. That was a dirty hit. Yeah, it's. I mean, I was blindsided boarding. Yeah, his head just, went straight into the. I mean, it was not because Kalorn can easily if he does not make that hit, it changes nothing to the game because the puck's gone. Absolutely. I and it's a very I, unnecessary play. Exactly. And so I think I one hundred percent agree with the call they made during the game and then agree with the assessment of the one game just because it's it's a bad hit, but he did he was ejected from the game and the league values playoff games higher than a regular season game. Right. And it's Kalorn. He's not typically known for those type of plays. But he, he's known to play on the edge. 
yeah, he, he plays with a bit of an edge, but he's not he's not Tom Wilson. He is not. Right. I mean, there's only one Tom Wilson. <laughs> Tom Wilson would have gotten five games, five playoff games for that hit. Yeah. And then he would have promised that he's changed and he's come back. <laughs> and then he does it again. <laughs> Every time. Yes, yeah, that's um that's pretty much Tom Wilson in a nutshell. Yeah, the guy's just brutal. But, but yeah, I completely agree with that call on the ice and the suspension. Um, is we we've seen so many of those hits. I mean, if if Kotkaniemi gets a game for his hit on Travis uh, on Sanheim during the first round, you you have to you know that that's kind of where the bar was set, in my opinion, for the NHL refereeing. Is if you're going to be calling that, you're going to have to call a lot everything and i think that's basically what they did with Kalorn. yeah which is surprising because you usually don't see that kind of consistency from the nhl department of player safety exactly um like I, you i've whenever there's a play like that i have absolutely no clue what the punishment is going to be it's because it could really be anything exactly um but i think in this case they did i think that was the right call i definitely think it was the right call and you know, and the teams don't like each other. We know that, right? It's the conference final. Teams have been in the bubble for a while now. Um, it's going to get physical, and I think that you have to set a standard as the referees, and I think that's what they did. Absolutely. And so hopefully they'll continue to maintain that standard. Yeah. Uh, as, as, you know, things continue, because I'm sure we're going to see more plays like that it's inevitable it's hockey yeah and i mean going off of that off of that play in game three um at the end when jg pajo had the breakaway the break empty net breakaway and kucherov just first of all hooks him which okay fine i mean it's the goal is going to be there quite a few the the goal is going to be given anyways because it's a it's a breakaway um, but then he decides to slash him. Oh man! Like I did a, not, and not, and not just like a little chop. Like it was a good swing. Yeah, I really didn't like that from Kucherov. I was very, very disappointed in what he did. I that's such a sore loser mentality. And we kind of saw that last year too against Columbus, mm-hmm. where he did get that suspension for. At the end of game three, I think, or two. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Where he like he like hit the guy while he was on his knees. It's like it's just uncalled for. Yeah, and it just shows the real character of the guys. Yeah, I mean, I have fully like probably done similar things on a back check, you know, hooking a guy and giving him like little wax. But that's just more be- me being like a bad skater than being upset, you know? That's just, there's no way I'm catching this guy. Exactly. So I'm a, but Kucherov, very clearly, that is a little bit of poor sportsmanship there. And they're up 2 nothing in the series. You're up, yeah, you're winning the series. You're not losing. You're like, I don't know. I just, I really didn't like that play. I really didn't like it. And I, and, and for Kucherov, like, what do you really have to gain from that play? 
you take a penalty, and literally, if anything, you already you took the penalty fire. because you have the hook. Yeah, and if anything, now you just light and fire under the, you know, the New York Islanders. Exactly. Like if, if that's what you want to do, you don't think they're going to come out motivated next game and do the exact same thing. So did, a, did I think Kucherov, it's just a really poor decision. What kind of did they give him a penalty for that? I I, I have no clue. I, I'm just curious. I have to. Because, I think they gave him a penalty on the hook, and then he should have gotten a 10 minute misconduct on the on the slash. To be honest. I, I would agree with that. I don't know. I don't know what he got on it though. So Pajot got a misconduct. Clutterbuck oh, got a misconduct after. Yeah, Pajot, Clutterbuck, Kucherov, and Sergachev and Hedman all got misconducts. Basically, so just kind of left the game a little early, and then Matt Martin and Barkley Gujo, your cons might pick. Barkley Goudreau. It's not looking great for Barkley Goudreau. Who got pummeled by Matt Martin. A bit of a mismatch there. <laughs> you, know, you know, I know Barkley. That's not really a part of his game. He's more of you know, a high-skilled kind of guy. So for, for him to drop the mitts there, interesting choice. My Con Smythe prediction for Barkley Goudreau is not looking great, I will admit. It's, it's not... Um... I mean, and we can talk about that. Who who do you who do you legitimately think is a contender at this moment? Can I pick? A, should we pick contenders from each team? Yeah, we can do that. And we'll we'll throw job. we'll throw Nathan McKinnon in there just because he was absolutely <laughs> disgusting for Colorado. Sure, Nathan McKinnon. Um, just a, a uh, floater, you know. A, you know. All right. Well, uh, we'll st- I'll start with Tampa Bay. And there really is no other choice, right, other than Braden Point. See, I, I do think there's another choice. My my choice from Tampa Bay would be Victor Hedman. Interesting. Who's been, I mean, I think he's been very, very good for Tampa Bay. Um, it's, I don't know how, so how many points does a point have and how many of them came from that 8-2 win uh, he had 5 points in that 8-2 win yeah so I believe let me just I'll put up uh, I'll pull it up right now so he had 5 points in that one and currently Braden Point is sitting at uh, 23 points so 18 points. So if you subtract that game, which I would disagree with subtracting it because that was it's the game. It you know. Here's the thing: they, t- Tampa Bay traveled before New York. New York had one oh. day. New York had one day in Edmonton. Oh yeah, F- like it's a f- fully a mismatch for sure. But at the same time, it's still a five-point night in the conference finals at the NHL level. Against 100%. a good defensive team, mm-hmm. so I don't discount it that much. Kucherov also has twenty three points, but for me, Braden Point being the center, he's a two way guy. I think he is the guy that gets that line going. Kucherov loses it in my book just for what he did last night. I just I think that's so unsportsmanlike. So my pick's point. You're taking a uh, Headman. Taking Headman. Yeah. I think I've... you could. 
I think Hadman's you know, a good pick for Tampa Bay, but I, I, I think you could go either way. I agree with the I think you point. Could, I honestly think you'd also go Vasilevsky, too, to be honest. Yeah. Like he's played every single game, goals against average below two. Yeah. I mean, that's that's impressive. Very impressive. So I think that, yeah, those are probably the three guys you go with there. Who do you like from the island? It's a tough one, but. Um... Islanders are probably like one of the tougher ones because they just kind of get things done by committee. I you can't pick either goalie. No. As much as I love Andy Green, he's not on Smythe contender. I think you'd have to go with Barzell, honestly. Well, you'd think Barzell, but he's not he's the third highest scorer on his team right now. But he's able to create so much on the ice. Oh no, full, fully agree. Is is Matthew Barzell the best player on that team? Without, Without a, doubt. a doubt, is not close. But when you look at like Brock Nelson is their their leader, seventeen points in nineteen games, or not Brock, but Brock. That's what Brock Nelson has, and Josh Bailey has nineteen points in nineteen games, and is a plus nine. He's been a point per game player. Honestly, if the Islanders were to win the cup, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Smythe go to the opposing team. It's very possible. Just because, I mean, and you can't give it to Barry Trotz, obviously. Um, oh, if you could give it to a coach, that'd be sick. That would be. I mean, he'd be the pick, obviously. Obviously, the pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Josh Bailey as my pick. Two goals, 17 assists, pure playmaker. <laughs> I think he's one of the longest tenured Islanders too. He might be the longest tenured Islander. So give it to him. That w- yeah, I think you might be right on that. Although, how yeah, much time has Tom- like, Thomas Grice has been there for a while? Thomas Grice has been there for a while. Cal Clutterbuck's been there a while. Who knows? I mean, I mean Matt Martin, if you don't count his stint with <laughs> Toronto. Which, I mean, Matty Martz in Toronto was fantastic. So, I'm, I'm going to take Josh Bailey there. Uh, you're taking Barzell? Yeah. I, I just love watching Barzell. All right, let's move out. Move out west. Start with uh, Dallas, and I think this is an easy one. Definitely. Um, I mean, <coughs> yes and no. Um, as much as I, uh, as much as Kudobin's been there, I don't think it can go to Kudobin. Um, I think my pick would have to be Miro Heiskanen. It's got to be right. I, it's he's been yeah. he's been so good, um, and you can't really give it to anyone on 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 the forwards because their scoring has been coming from everywhere. Yeah, so it's Miro's got to be the choice there, which would be incredible given how young he is. Right. Uh, exactly. To be I don't, most I, player, I don't be know awesome. who the youngest. I don't know who the youngest Conn Smythe winner was, but it would definitely be. It would definitely be close. Up I think there. it'd be a contention. It have it. I have to be close. Uh, since you're taking high skin, and Ken Dryden, Ken school. Dryden, one of the with the Conn Smythe in his first year with Montreal. I yeah, can't. I think he know? was like twenty. Yeah, I think he was old. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll look it up later. Yeah. But Miro Heiskanen is clearly the favorite. But because you've you've chosen Miro Heiskanen, I will select Anton Godobin 
just because I think <clears throat> hear me out. I'm I'm listening. Realistically, let's say let's say Tampa comes out of the East, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I still think the Islanders, by the way, just because, you know, that's been my pick out of the East ever since, you know, they unfortunately beat our Panthers, and I'd love for, to see them take down the Lightning. But let's say the Lightning come out. I genuinely think the only chance Dallas has against Tampa Bay is if Anton, Anton Godobin is lights out. I think I think it's, it would be a great matchup, like a six- to seven-game matchup. Oh, absolutely. Well, you have the offense of Tampa Bay and the defense of Dallas. Very, very interesting matchup. I think a lot of people would like to see it. But for me, like, I think going up against, like, the guys Tampa has and you've seen what they've done to teams in these playoffs, I mean, I I think if Dallas were to, like, you know, not just stay in it but win it, then Anton Godobin would have to play outstanding. And I think that would put him perhaps in the Colin Smythe contention and i just love anton godot and he seems like a great guy yeah i yeah like, and he, this is what he, like his seventh or eighth team i who knows he just <laughs> he's just somehow been around forever exactly and so for him to, him to win would be awesome uh I last agree. team here last team here vegas for me it's a no-brainer it has to be shaped theodore um Although I could see Mark Stone, given his defensive impact thus far, um, incredible. Like, have you seen like the uh, the Mark Stone like highlights of yeah. him just stripping guys from the puck? Yeah, insane. it's it's insane. Um, he's so strong on his stick, uh, but I think Shea Theodore has been so unbelievable defensively and offensively for the Golden Knights that I think it has to be him. That being said, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised seeing Mark Andre Fleury get the Conn Smythe. Would be nice to see. I will also take Shea Theodore because, like you said, he has been unbelievable in the playoffs, offensively and defensively. But with his offense, like it's not just putting up points. Like lots of guys are putting up points, but it's when he's putting up points. Like he's scoring big goals for that team. He scores the one on Thatcher Demko in Game Seven. He scores again in this series. It just seems like when they need a big goal. He's the guy that's going to go out and make it happen with a goal or an assist. Yeah, and in so in last game, uh, in the third period, which was a complete domination from, uh, uh, sorry, Vegas. From, from Vegas, um, he, he was on the ice for what seemed to be like the entire period, and you can see him on the blue line just control everything that goes on in the offensive zone. And I think that is a huge asset to have in a defenseman. Absolutely. Like there are there are a lot of really good defensemen in the NHL, but there are maybe a dozen that can really control the flow and pace of the game and dictate how things happen. And I think he is and has become one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, I, yeah, I'm going to pick him as well, just because as good as Mark Stone is, it's Shea Theodore. Exactly. Exactly. I I completely agree with that. Um, All right. It has to be. So, you know, we'll see if any of those predictions come true. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, but. yeah, no, we, there's a, 
Although I did, I did pick uh, Radulov to get the OT winner last game, so I was very proud of myself for getting that right. I also picked Pacioretty on the Golden Knights, so I was going for ex-Habs players. Um, maybe I'll go with ex-Florida players next time. But it's, it's really good hockey we're seeing. Yeah, it just very high level stuff. It's awesome. I want to take. I want to pick a dark horse pick too for the Smythe before we we move on. It can't just be Barkley Goodrow. It can't be Barkley Goodrow because I don't know how many points he has. Like maybe like six. <laughs> like take it. Remember, he was a first round trade. First round pick. No, he's a good player still. He's a good two way player. I stand by that, and I will always stand by Barkley Goodrow. Being a fine player. Wait, but on, on Tampa Bay, you know, as good as they are and as deep as they are, he just, you know, he's just not a Conn Smythe caliber player at this point in his career. And can he get there? <laughs> Maybe. Next Most season, likely. who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't bet against it. Um, <laughs> without a doubt, right? It's, I mean, hold on, I'm pulling up... Uh, Let's see some let's see some playoff stats from Berkeley Goudreau here. Okay, so he's got what did I say? Six points? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got four points now. Ooh. But he's a plus six. And I know plus minus is huge. Is a, gar- is a garbage stat. But when it comes to Barkley Goudreau, I think there's a lot of value there. So and keep in mind, that's four points. That's sixty-six percent of his total career playoff points. How many so games did he play run. when uh, was he? He was on the roster when they made the <laughs> final in San Jose, right? Yes. Twenty eighteen. Well, and San Jose had a good run last year. Last year in San Jose's no, he wasn't in 2017, 2018. He wasn't. He played two. He played two games. Last year he played twenty in the playoffs. How did he play twenty? Oh. He played twenty in the playoffs. Two goals. Yeah, because they made it to so, Game 7 of the conference final. Yeah, so so I'm not going to take Barclay Goudreau anymore. I'm going to hop off the Barclay Goudreau hype train. I swear to God, if you say Blake Coleman. No, I'm hopping off the Tampa train completely. Okay. <clears throat> but if I was staying on the Tampa train, I'm absolutely taking Mikhail Sergachev. But I'm hopping off, and I'm now going to you know ride or die with Alex Tuck. Definitely a dark horse. Definitely a horse, he, that's for sure. He, he is a horse. The guy is massive, can skate, can shoot. You watch him out there and you're like, is this Alex Tuck or Mike Bossy? He's that type of player. <laughs> so I like him. He's got 11 points. He's right in it. He's going to average two goals a game in the final. And... Easy. So that's my dark horse pick for for the uh, Consmith. All right, it's not the worst. Yeah, I could have gone. I could have gone with a bigger sleeper, like an S.O. Lindell type. But right. I'm a, <laughs> you know, I've seen uh, Blake Como has been really solid for Dallas. He has. <laughs> Honestly, Maddie Martz for the Islanders. Honestly, yeah. Five it, goals. Matter Kyle Clutterbuck. Yeah, Clutterbuck has been very nice. So, 
but no, I'm 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 a hop on the the talk hype train. I love that guy. Love the way he plays. All right. All right, but let's talk some Panthers now. And I think we have a question from Twitter because I I don't know how much time we have left, but we're done. All right, we'll we'll go to the, we'll go to the Twitter questions. We'll we'll go we to the Twitter question, out. and maybe we'll maybe we'll do some more Panthers uh, off season stuff next week. Yeah, I think yeah, we'll, we'll have some stuff planned the, for next the, week. The, the reality is we have a lot of time. It's a it's we'll, a long. Uh,